0: For many of us, public speaking triggers irrational thoughts that tend to manifest as a vague sense of dread or anxiety. These thoughts may seem compelling and true, but they don't actually jibe with evidence from the real world. Today, we'll explore how we can shoot down irrational thoughts by challenging their logic. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. Each week we offer you brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit YourGreatJourney.com Your
1: Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit WetwareMedia.com That's W E T W A
0: R E M E D I A dot com. Today, we've got an excerpt from the audiobook The User's Guide to the Human Mind Why Our Brains Make Us Unhappy, Anxious, and Neurotic, and What We Can Do About It. Written by psychologist Sean T. Smith. This audiobook is a roadmap to the puzzling inner workings of the human mind. You'll find exercises for overriding the mind's natural tendency toward worry, self-criticism, and fear, and helpful tips for acting in the service of your emotional well-being, even when your mind has other plans. In this excerpt, Sean discusses the pros and cons of arguing with yourself, as seen through the lens of anxiety about public speaking. He'll discuss the biology behind the fear of public speaking, as well as how to challenge and disrupt irrational thoughts. The Argument Trap
1: The mind often gives us things that we don't want. Thoughts, feelings, memories, anxieties, moods, and even physical sensations like a pounding heart or sweaty armpits. Sometimes it happens out of the blue. Other times the mind throws a fit because we have dragged it into a situation it hoped to avoid, like a first date where rejection is a real possibility. When the mind begins to beat up on us, we have a choice accept what it is giving us, or try to change it. We will be talking much more about the acceptance option. For now, let's look at what frequently happens when we argue with our minds. Consider one of the most common fears among humans, public speaking. Other animals don't possess this fear simply because they don't make speeches. However, if animals did make speeches, it's a safe bet that the ones who gave speeches would experience a similar fear if they were concerned with the opinions of others. Fear of public speaking typically follows from the fear of being scrutinized by others. As pack animals, humans are wired to understand that public scrutiny can exact a cost, such as being ostracized by the group. Social acceptance matters to us because we are ill-equipped to survive without others. Dogs, also being pack animals, would probably suffer public-speaking anxiety because placing themselves in the spotlight might affect their standing in the pack. A poorly executed presentation on begging for table scraps could lead the other dogs to question the speaker's competence. That could snowball into ostracism, or at least seriously diminish social opportunities, such as mating. Cats, being more solitary, could probably deliver a speech with the confidence that arises from a complete disregard for social acceptance. Here in the human community, the mind's protestations come in the form of anxiety and fear, which often manifest physically. Sweaty palms, racing heart, upset stomach. This is the mind urging us to run and hide. We have options when the mind urges us to avoid a situation. 1. Do as it says and retreat from the situation. This offers short-term relief, but often comes with the long-term cost of shame and regret. 2. Eliminate discomfort by arguing with our minds so that we no longer encounter unwanted thoughts or emotions. 3. Embrace the discomfort that the mind is providing and move forward anyway. This comes with the possibility of strong short-term discomfort and higher rewards in the long run. Sometimes... Not always. The discomfort disappears in the process. As you may have already guessed, this audiobook focuses on the third option. Accept what the mind gives us and move forward anyway. That can be an unattractive prospect at first glance, and you may be experiencing a reaction from within. Embrace what? My mind is out of control and I'm not about to embrace it. Before you commit to either embracing or eliminating thoughts and feelings, let's examine what happens when we argue with our minds. Sometimes, arguing works, particularly if we follow the formula for identifying and outmaneuvering what some psychologists call irrational thoughts. These are thoughts that are compelling and seem true, but don't jibe with evidence from the real world. For example, the irrational thought that usually exists behind the fear of public speaking is an overestimation of the negative consequences that might follow a poorly delivered speech. I might mistakenly believe that a bad speech could destroy my career or my friendships, or that I will lose control on stage and hopelessly embarrass myself. The irrational thoughts that drive us are rarely visible to the naked eye. Instead, they tend to manifest as a vague sense of dread or anxiety. Before giving a speech, I may be quite aware of my sweaty palms or other physical manifestations of anxiety, but mostly unaware of what's happening beneath the surface. I am probably overestimating negative outcomes. Challenging and disputing the irrational thought involves putting words to that vague sense of dread. I'm afraid I'll lose my job if I give a bad speech. I'm afraid I'll freak out and embarrass myself. Once it's out in the open, we can argue with it. In all probability, most people will not lose their career, destroy friendships, freak out, or go bankrupt after giving a bad speech. This approach sometimes helps. Sometimes, the guiding light of rational thought gives us the strength to follow our values and do as we wish, give a speech, rather than doing what our minds demand of us, run away, hide. Psychology textbooks are brimming with examples of irrational thinking. Consider these, any one of which could be triggered by the stress of public speaking. All or none thinking. If I fail at this speech, which I must not do, it will mean that I am unworthy of love or respect. Catastrophizing. If they see me fail, they will view me as incompetent, and I'll be fired. Focusing on the negative. Because it is unacceptable for things to go wrong, and things often go wrong, my life is no good. Disqualifying the positive. When they compliment my speech, they're only being kind and forgetting all the stupid things I do. Minimization. If the speech goes well, it's due to luck. If it goes poorly, it's because I'm completely incompetent. Personalization. If they laugh, it must be because I'm doing so poorly. Once they are identified and put into words, these irrational thoughts can sometimes be shot down with challenges to their logic. Where is the evidence that I am unworthy of love? How do I know that they think I am incompetent? Who says that they are laughing at me? If all goes well, the mind backs down as we come to realize that our thoughts don't match reality. It works best when the mind is already relatively calm. But minds are not always so well behaved. An anxious mind does not calmly defer to logic. An anxious mind doesn't understand that poorly executed speeches are rarely disastrous. Fires are disastrous, floods are terrible, airplane crashes are killers. Disapproving jeers from a hostile audience, on the other hand, rarely end in bloodshed or exile. But the mind sees something different. The experience of a thousand generations who preceded us have shaped our brains to be reactive to certain threats. High on the list are things like abandonment. What could be worse for a human than to be left defenseless and alone? As we will discuss in the next chapter, we are wired for a simpler and more hostile world where small problems had big consequences. For the most part, humans no longer need to worry about starving, freezing, or being eaten by predators, but our minds, which grew up facing life-and-death decisions on the savannah, may not have received the memo. From the mind's point of view, there is no irrational fear of social judgment. We may think it's outdated and misapplied at times, but it is hardly unreasonable for a mind to fear being judged harshly and possibly ostracized. Fears like that one seem to be wired into us. That's why arguing doesn't always work. What can we do if we cannot suppress such thoughts and feelings?
0: Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook, The User's Guide to the Human Mind, Why Our Brains Make Us Unhappy, Anxious, and Neurotic, and What We Can Do About It. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate it and review it. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.
1: Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com.